You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All of you Foxborough faithful, you are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. Today is Thursday, February 11th, 2021, and today's podcast syllabus reads Foxborough Finance 101 here on your daily home for news notes and analysis, infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. Today's episode of Locked On Patriots is presented today by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Greetings and salutations, Patriots Nation. It is great to be back on the pod again today. And as always, I thank all of you for taking the time to listen. My name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast which, of course, is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And that phrase, your team every day, means your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcomed and very much appreciated. Share that feedback, send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And while you're out there doing some Thursday traveling through that Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Pats fans, before we get started on the business of the day, I just wanted to take a moment to offer my apologies on yesterday's midweek mailbag episode being missing from your Locked On Patriots daily routine. Folks, technology is a great thing, but sometimes it can be unforgiving. And unfortunately, yesterday was one of those days. Despite the effort to publish the show as soon as possible, unfortunately, both time and technological cooperation just did not agree yesterday. But fear not, because yesterday's midweek mailbag was one of the deepest and most insightful groups of questions that we've had in quite some time. Technology's not going to get this one down, folks. And because I had very special guests scheduled for today's episode and Friday's episode, stay tuned for a weekend special edition of Locked On Patriots, where your great questions for the midweek mailbag will indeed be featured and again as they always are these questions were insightful thought-provoking and very relevant when it comes to time barring any unforeseen news breaking over the course of the next couple of days my answers to your questions will continue to remain relevant that's right folks the show was indeed ready to go yesterday just again the gods of technology and time just weren't on my side yesterday But I can honestly say from the bottom of my heart how appreciative I am of each and every one of you that took the time to submit a question for yesterday's pod. I've said so often on these airwaves how appreciative and how humbled I am by the support I receive from all of you great listeners of Locked On Patriots. To me, without any question, the best part of being the host of this podcast is the opportunity to interact with all of you and make you a part of the show. After all, without you, the listeners, there would be no Locked On Patriots podcast. And this offseason is going to be the most interactive pod experience Locked On Patriots has ever put out. So again, my apologies for yesterday, but rest assured that if you did submit a question for yesterday's midweek mailbag, at some point this weekend you will see a special edition of Locked On Patriots, and your great insight will still take center stage right here on these airwaves. So even though the wait for your next dose of Locked On Patriots was a little longer than it usually was in the middle part of the week, I promise you that today's show will be worth the wait. Joining me here today in the hot seat is our good friend, the father of Foxborough Finance, the salary cap top gun, 
the great and powerful wizard of Benzon himself, the Pats cap, Miguel Benzon. And with what proves to be an exciting offseason set to begin for the New England Patriots, Miguel has you covered with all the information you need when it comes to trades, free agency, tenders, the league salary cap, what actually counts against the salary cap. Folks, Miguel is head and shoulders above the rest when it comes to anything and everything related to the cap, and I'm always honored that he joins me here on Locked On Patriots, not just to provide all the great cap information that he does to all of you out there, but also to set the record straight. And today, Miguel is even even going to set me straight. Foxborough faithful, pay no attention to anyone else behind the curtain when it comes to Patriots financials. Pay attention to my good friend, the great powerful wizard of Benzon, as he prepares to join me here today for a little Foxborough Finance 101 when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, when it comes to repairing or maintaining your vehicle, why would you spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? It's still possible to take pride in your ride and even save a little in the process. Visit my good friends at rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and they're delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brands, the specifications, and here's the best part, folks, the prices you prefer. RockAuto.com's prices are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers just like you and me. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to put Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Locked On listeners, February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. Don't miss this week's episode featuring Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball. They discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. There is also a new episode coming next week, so go ahead and subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Patriots fans, the finances of your New England Patriots continue to be the hot topic in and around Foxborough, and when it comes to the Patriots' bottom line, it's time to talk business. New England Patriots business, and when we need the definitive word on anything and everything related to the Patriots' salary cap, we seek the wisdom and counsel of the great and powerful Wizard of Benzon. You know him as the Pats Cap. So honored that this man is my good friend and privileged to bring his wisdom and counsel back to the podcast today. Miguel Benzon, the Pats Cap himself, is my guest on Locked On Patriots. Miguel, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm glad to be here, Mike. I'm actually glad to be on a podcast instead of being outside shoveling the snow again. (laughs) (laughs) Spot on, bud. Uh, Snow and the ice, definitely not fun. It is New England. We're used to it, but we still would prefer a little bit warmer weather. But that being said, 
what might be able to warm us up a little bit is the hot topic of the day, and that is the Patriots salary cap and some Foxborough financials. I'm calling today Foxborough Finance 101 because you teach class every time you're here, bud. So let's get down to it. According to your most recent calculations, based on your Twitter feed, the Patriots currently have $63,973,455 in available cap space. And based on what we've been hearing, the league cap is estimated at about $185 million. That's per the reports we heard over the weekend from Tom Pelissero. I know Schefter had some recent reports as well, indicating that that number may fluctuate a little. Again, these are not exact, but they're estimates right now. Now, in no way am I disparaging anyone, or am I discounting anyone's sources or their calculations, but, buddy, I don't put any stock into a salary cap number until you legitimize it for me. So, having the good fortune of knowing you as well as I do, I see the work, the meticulous detail that you put into every calculation and projection. That's why whenever I have a question on the salary cap, you're my first source. Quite frankly, bud, you're the only one I need. So, here's the question. Based on your calculations and your extensive work, what will the Patriots' salary cap situation look like heading into 2021 as compared to the rest of the league? Okay, as compared to the rest of the league, they're going to be in the top five in, in terms of cap space, all right? Folks, we don't right now, the, the latest projection, and we're going by, I'm going by Adam Schefter and, and not Tom Palazzaro, because Adam Schefter over the, on, right before on Super Bowl Saturday or Sunday over the weekend had said that he heard – the cap's going to be somewhere in between 180 and 181 million dollars. Okay. So when I'm doing my cap space number, I'm I'm just splitting the difference, 180.5 million dollars. Um, if you read Albert Breer, all right, from Sports Illustrated, he thinks it's going to get closer to 190. The, the what the 2020 cap was, 198.2 million dollars, because he thinks it's going to be a, a TV deal. That's going to raise up that number, and the owners and the players are going to work to agree to, to raise that number up. We, and just give me some, I want to give you some background and some history on this. Usually by now, Mike, we would have heard the first official projection of the following year's cap number in December. COVID has, and, and even then they had a meeting last week where they talked about the league cap. They didn't even come up with an official projection. The players, this tells me that the players and the owners are trying to work behind the scenes to get the number up. But, of course, they really can't get the number up unless they get a, D, a TV deal. All right? So if you hear everybody, so that's the big thing. If that, I think Adam Schefter is going to be right if there's no big TV deal. All right? Mm-hmm. If there's a TV deal, then I think Albert Breer is going to be right and the number is going to be closer to – 190 to 195 million dollars. All right? right. Either way, the Patriots going to be in one of the to- going to be in the top in terms of cap space. I'm of the op- I'm of the opinion the higher the cap space, the better off it is for the Patriots. And I think we had talked about that last year uh, on my last podcast. But we always right. always get new followers. I'm always getting new followers. You always get new listeners. Basically, the reason I think this way is the people saying, well, if the cap stays at 185, 175, or 180 million dollars, the people, team's going to have to cut players to get underneath the cap. That's true. That that bad is true. But who are they cutting? Are they going to be cut, like for example, the Saints? Are the Saints going to really cut Alvin Kamara or Michael Thomas? No, they're going to cut the older guys, the guys who were in the 30s 
or late 20s to get underneath the cap. They might extend or convert salary into signing bonus with Michael Thomas, all right, so, or Alvin Kamara to help them get underneath the cap. They're not cutting those guys. So if you want, if you want to get a bunch of players who are in their 30s or late 20s, yeah, you'll get them on the cheap. Me, as a Patriots fan, and wanted this team to get younger, all right, and here's a chance to get younger and better at a time maybe you can get some discount discount prices for young talent, all right? Maybe some guy wants to get, and you could pay him a lot, pay him a good one-year prove-it deal, but still he still gets it with a one-year prove-it deal, maybe pay him $10 million and he hits free agency next year, all right? Mm-hmm. Or you can get, or like I was before, before right before it was called Mike, I was doing like let me just pretend that's who we can sign, sign players, right? That is, I, that's great. That lends me into my next question, actually, okay, and that's okay, let's perfect. Go, like, you know, go ahead, go ahead. Basically, you know, we we get a lot of prognostications. You know, we get a lot of thoughts about what the Patriots might do with all of this cap space. Um, it's a lot more than we've seen. Like you said, top five. We're yeah. not used to seeing the Patriots in this oh, position. Oh no. So, you know. Who will get extended? Who will the Patriots pursue? Can they trade for a superstar quarterback? Can they trade for a second-tier quarterback? What types of deals can they sign to keep themselves in financial uh, good standing? So, you know, is there anything right now out there that uh, that really, you know, that hasn't been discussed? Things of these natures. These are the questions that we get. So have at it, my friend. What can the okay. Patriots do to take this extra cap space that they have out for a spin in 2021? Okay, so let, let's just use let's just I'm just basing this on the hundred a hundred eighty point five million dollars as the lead cap number, all right? And I'm doing I did these numbers based on the first year's cap number of the deal. So, like for example, if you heard like Keenan a- Allen signed a twenty million dollar deal, right? That doesn't mean his cap number in the first year was twenty million dollars. Was much less than that. Okay, so I'm doing by the first year cap number, all right? So I get so like so after and I didn't cut anyone from the from the team yet. I haven't cut one one person on the team yet. I signed my wide a, a wide receiver number one, his first year. And then folks, don't get cut up in the specific numbers. Just get picked, get focused on the big picture. All right. Wide my wide receiver one. I signed him to a deal. His first year cap number is eleven million dollars. I I re-signed Adam Butler. First year cap number. Six million dollars. I sign um, a linebacker, maybe Matt Milano from the Bills, to the same deal, maybe the, practically the same deal as Joe Sherbert did in 2020. His cap number in 2020 was 5.4, 5.4 million dollars. I re-signed David Andrews. His first year cap number 5.5 million dollars. I sign a my number two wide receiver. To the same deal that Adam Humphrey signed. First year cap number, $5 million. I re-signed Lawrence Guy. Lawrence Guy, his, first, his, deal, his last deal with the Patriots was average $3.6 million. In 2021, I, signed, I, want, I, would want, I don't want to sign him to a four-year deal, all right? But I would sign him to a shorter deal so he gets more cap. So his cap number in the first year of the deal would be $4 million. All right, I sign. I do for my for my tight end. I sign a tight end. I'm most likely I want to try to go after Janu Smith. I don't think Hunter Henry will be franchise tag. Will be franchise tag. 
All right? <laughs> I signed to the same deal that the Browns signed Austin Hooper to deal. deal. I, he's his first year attack number, $3.5 million. I re-signed Justin Bethel, $2 million cap number. All right? So that's, the, that's what I've done so far. I take that, that $64 million cap number is now down to $27.8 million. Okay? With those mm-hmm. cap numbers. Because why? Because I'm following you. As, a, as, we, as I sign players, I am kicking off players with a lower sal- with a $780,000 salary off the top 51 list. So, for example, when I sign, for example, I sign Justin Bethel, he, well, he has a $2 million cap number. He kicks off someone with a seven hundred eighty thousand dollars cap number, so my net is one point two two million dollars in lost cap space. Mm. Okay, so you do that. Okay, so you do sign several players. You're not really all those big numbers. You really not you're, because you're kicking off some players. Your really, your net is much less. All right, so I still have twenty seven point eight million dollars. All right, that's more than enough to get the, to get a, 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 a trade for a veteran or a veteran wide quarterback or sign sign one. Like you can go for Marcus Mariota, you could go for a Jimmy G, you could go for a Ryan Fitzpatrick, you could go for a Jamie Winston, you could trade for like and. I don't think any of those. Tra- I don't think the Patriots could outbid any for for anybody for a trade. So, but could they could, could they afford cap wise to take on the Sean Watson's deal? To take yes, could they take on cap wise a, a cap a, a Carson Wentz deals? A yes, you know what I'm saying? They could do. They could. They definitely or Russell Wilson, right? They could take right. on those deals. <laughs> And 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 still have an, still have enough cap space because I remember I folks I haven't cut anyone I haven't right. cut not one person from the Patriots yet all right and I and I have Jonathan Jones on my roster because I gave him a five on a, a restricted free agent tender all right I haven't cut one person and I have Jonathan Jones on my roster and the and the crazy thing I'm looking at this Mike I, I I'm looking at the players. <laughs> who are not in my top 51 list, right? Because their salaries are so low. Look, and, and, and it's, I got Michael Awanu. I got Justin Heron. I got JG, J.J. Taylor. I got Miles Bryant, Cash Malua, right? Not, their salaries not counting against the cap after these signings. Right. That's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? So the, could the Patriots... Do all those things? Yes. It's how much how much cash is Bob Kraft willing to spend? <laughs> it really is. it really is because I, I mean while I'm using this those numbers for cap, some these players are gonna want a bonus, which means they're gonna get more cash than their cap number. I'm saying right. so, so that's the, the, the Patriots are, are, are a team that uses a signing bonus, which allows you to prorate that signing bonus. I'm just using. Um, I'm just using the first year cap number. And so, for example, for when I say the wide receiver won $11 million, I'm talking about like a wide receiver that gets somewhere in the 17 to average deal of 17 to $22 million a year. Mm-hmm. Most likely, you know, so that's what I'm talking about. That is certainly possible, Mike. We'll see what happens. I, I'm, I'm as, a, as a fan, 
I'm excited about the offseason. As a person who has said several times on this podcast, I think the Belichick is going to win the seventh one. I think this is the year that this is the year I expect the moves. I dis I highly disagree with PFF Pro Football Focus. This is the year to rebuild. Uh, this is definitely not the year to rebuild. This is the year to 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 um to, to they want them the Patriots to tank and try to get a, a quarterback in next year's draft. I'm like I. This is the time you you have the chance to get a lot of players and some of these players at a good deal. This is the time to do it, especially if the other the rest of the team. Because next year, let's say, folks, we the if the they get the a TV deal and there's a lot more fans in the stands in 2021, that 2022 cap is going to go way up. All right. <laughs> I say um. So that's where I stand. I'm hopeful. Let's see. I mean, it, I, let's see what happens. I do, I don't. It's gonna matter of how much cash they're willing to spend out, and that's and that's gonna be it. We don't know. It I mean, I know, always comes down to that, doesn't it? Yeah. Though, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it really and, does. And the, fi- and, and the funny thing is, did and I was talking to my brother about one, one of my brothers about this. Let's say say they make the signings, right? And you at day one, we're happy with the signings. Doesn't mean that they, it, on, the, on the playing field the hat, the, it works out. I mean, then, like if you, if you sign like a player, I mean that's why it's maybe better to sign the players you know, like a, at Lawrence Guy, David Andrews, and Adam. You know what you're getting, okay? Right. But you sign a wide a free agent, you hope that he works out. Like, yeah. like you know, so said, yeah. Yeah, I've said several times on these uh, airwaves, you know what you got. You never know what you're going to get. So you know what? Sometimes the commodity that you're familiar with might end up being more valuable than the commodity that you covet, but might not end up being a fit. And the Patriots know that better than anybody else. We've seen them bring guys in here with big names that just for any reason have not worked out. I mean, you go back, you know, go back to guys like Chad Ochocinco, Joey Galloway, Albert Hainsworth. Uh, you know, yep. there have been signings. Uh, Adelius Thomas, a uh, huge signing yep. for them, for the New England Patriots that just never worked out here. And then there have been guys that have been brought in, somebody like a Wes Welker under the radar. Not a lot of people made a lot of fanfare about that. Ended up being one of the best wide receivers this uh, organization has ever seen. So you never mm-hmm. really know for sure how things are going to work out. And you put it so eloquently, but I really do appreciate it. And breaking it down in financial terms for everyone to be able to understand and know exactly what the Patriots can do and what they might do and including what they can't do in this offseason and uh, folks we are just scratching the surface with Miguel here today again this is why my good friend here is on that very short list of being the best of the best on all things salary cap not just when it comes to the Patriots he's the guru when it comes to the Pats I'm talking all across the league that's why I call him the Pats Cap Top Gun. He is the best of the best. And next here on Locked On Patriots, folks, in a segment that's unique to this podcast, Miguel's going to address some of those salary cap myths floating around, including a special request from me and giving me <laughs> my comeuppance. All this when Miguel sets the record straight. Don't miss it. Next on the Locked On Patriots podcast. Locked on listeners, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And it's still a great time to test your prognostication skills. And if you like to make those skills work for you a little bit, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, all the scores, and all of the odds. Quite simply, it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. Don't delay. Sign up today. Visit BetOnline.ag and use the promo code Locked On during sign up for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Locked On listeners, Thursdays on Locked On NFL are a must-listen as Ryan Tracy and Jake Liskow break down teams across the NFL from an analytics and team-building perspective. Get the expert analysis on your favorite teams from Ryan and Jake every Thursday. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. Folks, again, Miguel Benzon, the Pats cap himself, joins me here on the Locked On Patriots podcast today. Insight you can only find here on Locked On Patriots. And, Miguel, in the previous segment, you gave us a lot of information about the league cap and how that's going to work. And also, when it comes to the Patriots' relation to the league cap. And then you Mm -hmm. prognosticated on what the Patriots might do. Some players that might not be here. Some players that might. You even gave some uh, indications as to players you'd like to see here in Foxborough. And I like it. Especially when you mentioned Keenan Allen. That's a guy I covered out in Los Angeles and San Diego. I'd love to see him come here. uh, Oh, he signed signed his deal, Mike. He's he signed his deal. I was yeah. using him as a template. I don't have. Yeah. Oh no, I know that. <laughs> okay, okay, I know. I know. But I, I, would, like... <laughs> I would love to see. It. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, oh no, I know that. I'm, I'm not okay, okay. to do that. But uh, yeah, just, yeah. that I'm... name coming across, yeah, it definitely raised my eyebrow, buddy. It made, made me okay. feel good here on Locked On Patriots. Okay, as you I mean, always the, do. But how uh, about Hunter, Hunter sorry, Henry's but... a possibility? Except if the, I, I came, I would uh, be not, shocked. Now you're really speaking my language. <laughs> I'd be shocked if he doesn't get tagged by the Chargers. I'd be shocked. Um, that's yeah, the other, that's I the other thing. Too. We won't, folks. We won't know who gets tagged. Tag season starts on February 23rd, ends on March 9th. So, like, I tried to avoid in my off-season plan. I when I was naming names, I was trying to avoid players that I thought was gonna get tagged. Like I, yeah. I you know, I, you know, saying like I, like for example, in my wide receiver one, I you I I didn't say like Chris Godwin or an Allen or. Or Kenny Galladay. Gall- I think it could, you know, you could go after an Allen Robinson, right? And like my wide mm-hmm. receiver two could be like a Corey Davis or a Cor- Curtis Samuel, somebody in that li- ilk. Yeah. Some who's not, who's not going to get tagged, but who's going to be available to you. Right. All right. Good point. Um, yeah. So like, I don't think, like for example, um, Matt Milano would be t- would be tagged by the by the. Um, by the Bills. Buffalo Bills. I was, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to find uh, a, a defensive tackle besides Lawrence Guy and Adam Butler. You know, but I'm like, well, you might as well. Keep, and then the ones I, who wasn't going to get tagged, you know, saying, mm-hmm. or wasn't going to be really like outrageous big, big money, like $15 million a year. So I said, well, you might as well just keep those two together for one. And I, I'd rather have those two together and spend $15 million on a defensive tackle like um, oh, what's the guy? Tomlinson, right? Because I know what right. those two do. But I, I'm not sure that what, what Tomlinson can bring. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go. 
No, no, that's and, and you know, just the ability for you to be able to put that out there and like hypotheticals are one thing and we love hypotheticals, like I said, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, obviously. I covered those guys. I'd love to be able to cover them again here in New England. But putting in things into perspective about who might be available and who might not be is something that you do. And I think a lot of Patriots fans, myself included, even in the media, need to be reminded of that. And you know, just because we have media credentials, folks, doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes every once in a while and Miguel <laughs> I love when you set the record straight usually I'm not on the receiving end of it but you know what today you have to set me straight uh, because last week folks here on the pod I discussed the tender process and how they're assigned to free agents and a little bit about that background and you know folks I didn't clear it with the Pats cap first and I paid the price so the benefit of all of our listeners, especially me and my apologetic soul, buddy, walk us through how the tender process works and will the Patriots or might the Patriots utilize that tender process this offseason? Okay, so there are three types of free agents, all right, each offseason. There's going to be the exclusive rights free agent, all right, which basically means the team is the only team that can offer the player a contract if they, if he, if he, and then he has to sign it to play. That's the exclusive rights free agent. That's going to be Jacob Johnson. All right? And hopefully, mm-hmm. All right? So, for example, he's got two years into the, into the um, NFL, so his minimum salary would be $850,000. Right. Okay? Maybe, maybe, folks, like, like on the day on March 17th, which is the start of the league year, Maybe his name doesn't show up on the list of exclusive free agents. I don't freak out because maybe the Patriots and him and he have agreed to a deal where he gets more than the eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. All right, so maybe they give him some like a, a small signing bonus and a small off-season workout bonus as a reward for his his, his play for the last two years. All right, right now I I, I have him on my my off-season dream workbook as $850,000, I could definitely see him getting a small signing bonus and a small mm-hmm. workout bonus as a reward. Um, so then we have, but those, he's the only one we have as exclusive free range. I mean, there's another guy, Quincy Adebejo. I, I, I butchered his last name. I, he, he could be, he might on the books as being the company, the exclusive free Right, free agent, but I can't imagine the Patriots tendering him. I I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if he just re- retires on his own. Okay, um, and then the only restricted free agent, and that's a player who has exactly three accrued season. An accrued season is six. Uh, is usually six games on the active roster, on the roster. All right, <laughs> but because of COVID, if you were Active for one game, 2020 counted for as an accrued season. So that you know, saying so that was a little, so it was a lot easier last year to get an accrued season. Okay, so you need to have three accrued seasons at the end of your deal. Okay, that's gonna be J.C. Jackson. So what there was, so what Mike had said, and I don't remember what exactly got wrong, but I remember you got it wrong. (laughs) 
uh, is that I talked about the 10-11. Oh, you said there was a third-round tender. There was no yeah, it was a tender. Round. Instead of say, yeah, instead of saying original round, I said third round, and I got them uh, kind of bass backwards, folks. So uh, okay. again, Miguel set the record straight for me, but I wanted him to set everyone straight here, so that way we all had a better understanding of it. Continue, my friend. <laughs> okay, so there's actually, there's four tender levels for a restricted free agent. Okay, the right of first re- refusal, original round, second round, first round. Usually the, round, the right, right of first refusal and original round are usually the same amount of money. And that's the low, low end. For this year, it's going to be around $2 million. A second round tender is a, is means that you have to give, if you sign the player to an offer sheet and the team has seven days to match it, right? If you, they don't match it, then you have to give them the, this, you're going to give up your second round. Or if you have a second round that's better than your second round pick, right? You can give that up because some 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 people ask me this on Twitter, right? So so you can you don't have to necessarily have your second round pick, but it has to be better than your second round pick, all right? And says so for like what I and this thing for JC, I'm presuming that the Patriots were going to put the first round tender on JC Jackson, all right? And that amount of money for him is because his tender number is going to be four point seven six million dollars. And because the cap should be lower than the 2020 cap, I, don't, I think that number is not going to change no matter what the cap is. The only reason that number would change if the cap goes is more than $198.2 million. I'll be, I'll be more than pleasantly surprised if that happens. All right? So, for, so, so here's what's gonna, the options with J.C. Jackson. Patriots offer him a first-round tender. All right? So his choices are either the – Sign it, reach an extension with them, or hope that another team signs them to an offer sheet, and then if the Patriots don't match, and they go goes with goes and he goes to the new to the new team. But because the Patriots have so much cap space, it'd be difficult, if not impossible, for a team to construct a deal that the Patriots could not match, because right now after the tender. After the tender, he's already counting four point seven six six million dollars on the cap, mm-hmm. right? You know, so he's already counting that. So what? So they would have to make it his first, his two thousand twenty one cap number something like something ridiculous, like fifteen or twenty million dollars, and maybe the Patriots wouldn't match. Okay. Um. So that's that's what hopefully explain that. I mean, I was talk about. So, like, the teams who don't have a first-round pick in the 2021 draft can't go after J.C. Jackson. Right. Okay. Yep. So. so that tender process ends up becoming so important in how teams are able to pursue free agents, folks. Uh, it becomes important to the Patriots for a team that ultimately, and from those that I talk to close to the team, would love to be able to retain the services of a guy like J.C. Jackson. Uh, that makes his return to Foxborough, I would say, more probable than not. But Again, there's no guarantees, and Miguel's not making guarantees. I'm not making guarantees. But at the same time, the one thing we can guarantee is that Miguel knows what he's talking about. 
I don't, folks, and he's always there <laughs> to set the record straight for me. I kid, I kid. I know some things. Yeah. I do know some yeah, yeah. things, folks. Oh, I, but, I love uh, listening no, to you. This, you should, you uh, do because I love I listening to your show. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. See, he sets the record straight, but he still gives me the compliment. That's why I love this man. You know, buddy, my favorite part of having you join me here on the pod is your ability to identify those erroneous cap reports out there. Uh, again, you caught me on one of them, but once again, uh, being able to identify those out there, but you also keep a sharp eye on your Twitter feed and you mm-hmm. always look for user questions, follower questions. Uh, the floor is yours, my friend. Take us all home with either setting the record straight or answering some of the burning questions that you've got here as we close things out today on Lockdown Patriots. Have at it, buddy. Okay, for, all yours. Okay, first thing, I want to just stretch this record straight. Marcus Martin is not a free agent. The Virgin is not a free agent. He, they're already signed for the 2021 season. Um, I, I saw. I'm, I'm not gonna blow up. The, I'm not gonna mention names now. But okay. <laughs> all right. Um, so somebody. The thing I want to and let's talk about the idea that the Patriots are gonna have to overpay because they don't have a quarterback, or because they're they're they're, they're perceived to be a bad team. Okay, folks. In free agency, the players go after the money. That's what it is. But like t- teams, players signed with the Browns after they went 0 and 16. P- players signed with the Lions after they went winless. P- people signed with the Jets last year. People signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. All right. You can say I love I love that said the Patriots are going to have to overpay, but they don't give me give let's let's say give me an example of where you thought that that. When it happened, you have 20 plus years of free agency to show us that they just say that, and I, I'm like, I'm looking at what the, the the bad teams have done. Okay, they've always been able to get free agents to sign, right? and I wouldn't. And when I'm looking at the deals that they signed the players out to, I'm not saying that they're bad. With hindsight, you could say they're bad deals, but at the time of the signing, it seemed like a fair deal to me. All right. So that's one. I, I'm not saying the record's fake because this is just my opinion. Right? I'm just wishing that the people who say the Patriots have to overpay could show, provide some facts to back up their opinion. I'm just saying that I've looked in recent years at the at, at free agencies and I haven't seen anything to back it up. I can think of players who have signed with with bad teams. And let's say and Patriots. And the idea, the other thing I want to say is that people people won't. Other people are saying that players won't take less to stay with the Patriots, to go with the Patriots. Folks, Rex Burkhardt took a pay cut last year. So these people are saying that, are forgetting recent history. Okay? So if players, for example, if you've been here for a long time, right, you're more likely to agree to a pay cut than uproot your family. All right? Like, for example, Matthew Slater has said he's the only place the Patriots going to – the only place that's going to – Patriots are going to be the only team he's going to play for. So, therefore, if they ask him to take a pay cut, I'm pretty sure he's going to take a pay cut. I'm not saying they will take a pay cut, but the idea that the Patriots, the players won't take less, has, is not proven by recent history because Rex Perkhead did that. Okay? So, that's, I want to clear those two things up, and then I want to address a couple of things that somebody asked me. All right? Um. This is, a, this is a great question. I, I thought it was a great question. It's, not, it's people ask me, like, what is a player's cap number? All right? 
And I always get that question because I swear that is more than anything else. I think what Mike, I hate to say this, but the, the, the media members get wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> no, right. understandable. Okay. Um, so what goes into a player's cap number? It's their salary. First thing and foremost is their salary. Okay. Because, and, then, and then they have any off-season workout bonus. The Patriots is, is one of the teams that pay players to engage in off-season workout activities. For example, Julian Edelman can work can earn $300,000 this year by just showing up for, for off-season workout bonus. And, fact of it, and the fact that they're doing it over Zoom is why pretty much every player last year, every Patriots player showed up for every session. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Any, so the, what also what counts against the cap is any like, likely to be earned incentive. All right. For example, in this year – who has the likely to be an incentive is Jonathan Jones. He has a $300,000 incentive because of his playing time. All right? And your boy, Adrian Phillips, he has a $750,000 um, playing time incentive, which is what, why his cap number is now $4.25 million. All right? Because now he's got, cause he's got that playing time incentive. All right? Any weight bonuses? Now, the, the weight bonuses are considered a likely to be an incentive, but that's because it's right. under the player's control. It counts against the cap. Marcus Cannon has a weight bonus, so he gets weighed three times in the off season, and he earn, and he can earn up to a hundred thousand dollars. That money counts against the cap. Okay. Any specific date roster bonus? So if a player says has a deal and it says you're on the roster on April 1st, you get $500,000. That $500,000 counts against the cap. Okay? Any likely to be earned active roster bonuses. Okay? For example, Jonathan Jones was active for every game. So his, he had, uh, all his active roster bonuses for this year are considered likely to be earned, so he has $800,000 in them. Uh, is it, was he active for every game? Hold on, let's make sure. Now, I'm looking at that number. I'm like, maybe he wasn't. <laughs> no, he was. He was. Okay. I just, I just, okay. And, but like somebody like Bo Allen, his active roster bonuses all now don't count against the cap at all because it wasn't, he wasn't active for any game last, last year. Okay. And then, of course, the signing bonus proration. All right. So like, for example, Devin McCourney, he's got like, for, he got a, a bonus last, signing bonus last year. That got prorated over five years, so he's got a signing bonus proration for this year. That what makes up the right. the cap number, that cap number. And so I wanted to explain that because I was asked that on, on Twitter. The other thing I wanted somebody asked me about was what does it mean about the June first thing, about the the big thing about June first. Okay, so what happens is if you cut a player now before June first, okay, and he has signing bonus ratio bonus durations in the 2022, 2023, 2024 seasons, all right? Those signing durations come off that, those, those, those years caps and come on to the 2021 cap, all right? But if you cut the player off right. on, on June 2nd, all right, all it, when the, the, the dead money is just going to be this year's signing bonus duration and – and, and any cash he might have earned, for example, like his off-season workout bonus, all right? 
But in 2022, the signing bonus variation for 2022, 2023, or 2024 will hit that, that year's cap. So for most players, for a good number of players who are, on, who are future, who are signed for future years, it's much cheaper to come on a cap. You have less cap mo- dead money on this year's cap if you wait till June 1st to do it or during roster cut, cut, cut downs to do it. All right? The other right. thing I want to say about cuts, okay, if you cut a player with guaranteed salary, for example, every, like, every first-round pick has guaranteed salary, like Nikhil Harvey, Isaiah Wynn, and et cetera, and, and second, most second-round picks got it, like Cal Dega, all right? There, right. Any, anytime you cut a player with a guaranteed salary, it doesn't matter if the guaranteed salary is in the future or not. If you cut a player with guaranteed salary and he has guaranteed salary in 2022, it doesn't matter if you cut him on June 1st or May, February 1st, June 1st, Alexander, that hits this year's cap. So when you want, like, for example, like you want, you don't like Nikhil Harry, all right? Not only are you gonna hit, you not only if you cut him, all right, you're gonna like say you cut him this year, okay? Not only do you you're gonna have on the cap his, you only have his 2021, all his 2021 salary, it's all his 2021 signing bonus proration, his 2020, any guaranteed salary he has in 2022, 2023. So you're actually gonna lose cap space by cutting Nikhil Harry. It doesn't affect you. If you trade them, you don't. But you lose cap space if you trade where the cut the kill Harvey this year. All right, because of the guaranteed salary. So that is, I think I answered everyone's thing. Folks, um, that would be it for my thing for this. I think that comes to it. I I, all I want to say, folks, this should be a very interesting work. Off season, I'm not expecting the final cap number. I can't believe, Mike, I cannot believe it because I said this on a, on a reply to someone on Friday night. I wouldn't be. I said this in a, in a reply to someone. I said I wouldn't be surprised. There was very little heads up on the final cap number. And then I read the story. That's what the um, the guy from the say, from the Chiefs said. Oh my God, whatever the his front the front office guy was saying, they might take the, right up to March seventeenth. That, that might be crazy, yeah. but it it might happen. Yep. So I think that's gonna help. I think um, I don't know if it's gonna help or hurt the the, the lateness of the of the announcement is going to help or hurt the Patriots. I just think it's going to be make that the first couple of that, that week crazy. <laughs> it so is going to be, and folks, it will be an interesting off season without any question. And any and all financial information always funneled through this great man. And we are going to continue to join us here on Lockdown Patriots to mm-hmm. get us all through what's going on interesting off season. Folks, the great Miguel Benzon never disappoints. When his wisdom and counsel graces the airwaves here on Locked On Patriots, I couldn't be more honored. I couldn't be more humbled. My friend, thank you so much for joining me today. Folks, follow Miguel at Pat's Cap on Twitter. I've called him a couple of times here today. I, the Pat's Cap Top Gun, he is the Top Gun. The plaque for the alternates, it doesn't exist because he doesn't have any equal in this business, buddy. Stay safe. Stay well. We look forward to having you back here on the pod very soon. And thanks again for helping us uh, sort of close out the weekend style here as we uh, ride through the first full week without football. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, to say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be I back before you know stay... it, folks. Yeah. I, oh, I, oh, my God. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I hope we get to go to training camp. I'm just, oh. I hope so. Uh, I really do. Take care, everyone. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. Take it easy. (laughs) Take it easy. Bye-bye. 
Just like that, Patriots fans, we are nearly through the work week. The weekend is within sight, but fear not because Locked On Patriots is still going full force, bringing you the latest news notes and analysis from Foxborough, infused with my occasional opinion. And tomorrow here on the pod, we're closing the week in style by bringing you a little Friday with Fox. That's right, my good friend Tanya Ray Fox of FS1 drops by the pod and we'll be talking the latest Patriots rumors when it comes to quarterbacks. We'll probably sprinkle in a little Tom Brady talk, and you never quite know where the conversation might lead when Tanya drops by the pod. It's always my pleasure to share the microphone with her, and I know you'll find it fun, informative, and definitely entertaining. So to ensure that you do not miss a single second of the action, download and subscribe to the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as Radio.com, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, Just make sure that you're staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Miguel Benzon, the Pats cap himself, for his time, his insight, and his appearance today. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until tomorrow, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, continue to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.